yo, welcome to the show. This is Chris to Chris, comedy advice to fix your life. I'm your host, Chris, joined in the studio today by my producer, audio engineer, best friend, and the whole wide world. Mike is in the building. Say hi, Michael. Hey, what's up? You guys might know me from YouTube. Chris vs. the World is my comedy channel. Laser Lemming is my gaming channel. Upandloaded.com brings them all together like one great, big, happy family. I feel like I've said that before. We'll get to that later. Uh, you guys... Don't forget that you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. What is it? iTunes? That's what it's called. Google Podcasts, Stitcher, anywhere. Podcasts are sold for free. We are there, including uploaded.com. You could download new episodes every single Friday. Every single Friday. You could stream them, whatever. As long as you're listening, that's what matters to us. You know, even if you want to uh, rip... Is that a thing? Is that still a thing? I want you to uh, burn a copy of this episode onto a CD as if you still have a CD burner. I want you to do that, and then just uh, leave that CD for somebody, for some some uh, person to listen to. We're trying to get to 8 billion listeners, okay? So anything you could do to help. We got a great show for y'all today. Today we are talking about uh, hustling. Everybody loves to hustle. E3 2019, real mutant monkeys, listener questions, and a whole lot more. But guess what? Mike, guess what? This is our... 30th episode of Chris to Chris. <laughs> wow. I cannot believe it was just one week ago when we made our first 29th episode. Now, I wanted to honor this occasion because I think it's a special day for us. You know, a lot of shows don't make it to 30 episodes. Freaks and Geeks, 18 episodes. Firefly, 14 episodes. Greg the Bunny, 13 episodes. Guess what? Chris to Chris. 30 episodes and counting. You know, when I started this show, there was a lot of talk going around about people trying to kill me. Yeah, but that talk was pretty much all coming from you. A lot of people wanted me dead, Mike. But here we are, 30 episodes strong. So this week, we are going to be celebrating our 30th episode with a tribute to the number 30. But before we do that, we got to move on to our tip of the week. Now, my wife and I have been watching uh, Shark Tank for years now. Not four years, but four years. You, you know what I'm saying? Many years. Shark Tank, they, they, if you've been watching Shark Tank this season, they won't shut up about how long they've been on there. There's been ten seasons now of Shark Tank, and we've been watching several of them. If you're not familiar with the show, it's, it's a show about people asking rich people for money so that they can make their business better. It's a pretty good show. The thing I like about the show is that it makes me feel bad for not being rich. Because there's, there's a company that went on the show, and it made millions of dollars just by making ugly sweaters. And I've made plenty of ugly things, but I never thought to ask people to pay money for them. I make ugly things all the time, you know, at least once a day in the restroom. So this week's tip is to hustle harder. Hustle harder. Somebody cut a hole in their bathroom stool and called it a squatty potty. That stool is now worth tens of millions of dollars. You know, one guy made millions selling a sponge with a face on it. The point is that I need to get rich. And, well, we need to get rich. This isn't just about me. I know it's called Chris to Chris, but sometimes I feel like it should be called Chris to you. You know? I want you to get rich too. And the only thing, or the only way, 
that we can get rich is to invent something and watch more Shark Tank because I've seen people that watch Shark Tank and they say, hey, I've been watching this show and now they're on the show. So if they could do it, I can, right? So half of these guys, they just resold something that they already had laying around the house. Like I said, a stool. People already had a stool in their bathroom. These people just put a hole in it. Made a bunch of money. Now, I've got a few billion-dollar Shark Tank ideas that I've never talked about publicly in the food products. Well, at least some of them are. I got, I got one in particular that I'm going to talk about today. I don't know anything about food, but I eat food almost every single day. So I think that's got to count for something, right? Anyway, I've come up with some frozen food ideas that I think could be a hit. But I'm not going to say them without making it clear. I want to make it very clear that if you listen to the rest of this episode, you agree not to rip me off, period. And if you do end up stealing my idea, you agree to pay me millions of dollars in royalty fees forever. And I'm not just talking about me because a weak moraled person could steal my idea. And you know, if you're, if you're willing to steal my idea, maybe you're willing to kill me, right? Maybe you're willing to just, hey, well, found a loophole here. I kill this guy. I don't have to pay him. Wrong. By listening to this episode. Every, even what you've already listened to right now, even before I get to the point. By listening to this episode, you agree to pay me in perpetuity. But if I die, you have to pay my family members, the closest people related to me and beyond, as the six degrees of separation goes. So the only way that you get paid, I shouldn't even say this, you know, but the only way you get paid is if you are that sixth degree of separation. You follow me here, you know? Like, if you kill me and then you kill... uh a person, like a friend I once knew and their friend until it finally gets to you. Like, oh yeah, I knew that guy, that guy knew that guy, that knew that guy, that knew that guy, that knew Chris. I feel like we spent too much time talking about this. My point is don't kill me, all right? And don't steal my idea. But if you do, you have to pay me, point blank, right? And you have to pay me a lot. So I'm going to go on Shark Tank to, to pitch enchiladas. Now, you, you've probably had an enchilada before. But I've got a, a spin that I want to put on it that I think is going to light the frozen food industry on fire. And if there's anything that the frozen food industry likes, it's fire. I'm calling my enchiladas enchiladas. Let me uh, break that down for you because I feel like I say it with impact, but this is an audio podcast. So you can't actually see how it's spelled. Maybe I'll make it the title of my podcast just to make it clear but it's inch like i-n-c-h you know like the measurement 12 inches and a foot inch a lot of like you got a lot of them the idea is that you'd buy a bag full of tiny frozen enchiladas kind of like uh totino's pizza rolls except a little bit more mexican right i think it's gonna be a huge hit just because of the name alone and I'll get bonus points if it actually tastes good too, you know? If you're if you're hungover enough, Totina's pizza rolls can taste pretty good. 
So I, I, I've got some uh, optimism in the tank for uh, my enchiladas idea. So this week's tip of the week is to hustle harder. You know, turn something into nothing. Actually, you know, I have enchiladas, but I also came up with something called a, a burrito, like brrr, I'm cold burrito, like a frozen burrito. You know, frozen burritos aren't anything new. And then I, I Googled it just to make sure that nobody had stolen my idea. Freaking Ben and Jerry's stole my idea. There's isn't, they're not even a real burrito. They, they put ice cream in a, in a cone, a wrapped up cone, and they called it a burrito. Bastards. Those bastards. All right, yeah, the tip of the week is hustle harder. Turn something into nothing. And don't steal my fucking enchiladas idea, you son of a bitch. Okay, with that, let's move on to a little thing we like to call Video Game Corner. So every year in June, America hosts a video game trade show called E3. It stands for Electronic Entertainment Expo. We've been doing this thing forever. Uh, the first E3 actually happened shortly after the American Civil War ended. Uh, the North and the South, they got together just to share their love of video games. It was a lot like the first Thanksgiving, you know, except it was about video games. And since then, E3 has grown to become a bit of a global event. People from countries all over the world will fly and swim to America just to show off their new games and sometimes their new video game consoles. Last week we talked about the PS5. So it's pretty much an American pastime at this point, except we're only allowed to celebrate it once a year. It's like having one baseball game a year. Anyway, a few months back, Sony announced some very exciting news. They said, guess what, everyone? We're not going to E3 this year. It was the first time in about, uh, I want to say, 24 years or so. They've gone to E3. They started going to E3, and they've been going ever since, except this year. And I assume that the reason that they're not going to E3 this year is because Sony has a history of blowing their load a little bit too early, or a lot of it too early. They, they showed off the same exclusive games for the PS4 for about three years in a row now. And uh, as we mentioned last week, they're preparing for the PlayStation 5 coming next year, end of 2020. And Microsoft and Nintendo, they said, hey, Yos, guess what? We are still going to E3. So thanks for stepping out of the way, Sony. More spotlight for us. We appreciate that. Who wouldn't? If you're the competition, Sony's dominating right now. You know, the PS4 is the, the lead system this generation. And now all the, all the attention's going to Nintendo and Microsoft. But guess what? Guess what else is happening? A little company called Square Enix is getting ready to steal some of that spotlight as well. See... These companies all tend to do some sort of press conference a few days before E3 starts. In the past, it was mostly the console makers, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo. But over the last uh, five, six, seven, eight years now, uh, the major publishers and developers will do their own conference as well, including Square Enix. And uh, Sony would always do theirs on the Monday the Monday night before E3 starts. E3 typically starts on a Tuesday, Tuesday through Friday, and Sony would do theirs on Monday at 6 p.m. But uh, since they're not going to, Square Enix has thrown their hat in the ring. You guys might know Square Enix for making games like Final Fantasy VII and Tomb Raider and Final Fantasy VIII and Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy IX and Deus Ex and Final Fantasy X Etc, etc, etc. Lots of Final Fantasy games. 
But uh, Square saw that uh, Sony wasn't going to show up to prom this year and decided, hey, guess what? We have a chance to be the prettiest girl at the dance. So that's what they're doing. They're getting all dolled up. So they're going to do their press conference. Guess when? Monday at 6 p.m. This is uh, June 10th for Square. E3 kicks off on June 11th. Nintendo likes to do their conference or their presentation uh, the Monday. Or the, I'm sorry, the Tuesday morning right before E3 starts. This is actually like uh, when an understudy in a play finally gets their time to shine. You know, Square's been practicing their lines constantly. Mama say, mama sa, mama makusa. Just waiting for Sony to get food poisoning so that they get their time to shine. So instead of seeing a variety of games and developers at Sony's show, we will see a handful of games at Square's show. We'll probably see uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake, actually. They're doing a remake of Final Fantasy VII, finally. And uh, their new Avengers game. Speaking of Avengers, did you guys know that there's a new Avengers movie coming out? Or I guess it's out now by the time this podcast is out. And uh, people are definitely afraid of spoilers for that movie. I do, I mean, I haven't seen the movie, but I can tell you, I think everyone's coming back to life. You know, I think everyone's coming back to life. I'll be seeing it on Saturday. Uh, anyway, congrats to uh, Square Enix on their big win, and a huge shout out to Sony for dropping the ball this year. Anyway, if you guys are just joining us, why would they just be joining us? We are celebrating our 30th episode of Chris to Chris this week. You know, it was 30 weeks ago that our first episode came out, and I did the math, and it turns out that our first episode was in October of 2018. Wow. I can't even remember who was president back then. Dude, that was like six months ago. Six months without a break. You know, I think this is actually the most consistent thing I've ever done in my life. And I've got to say, putting out a new show for every single week is uh, pretty time-consuming when you have a full-time job. But I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Well, actually, that's not true. I would probably trade it for a billion dollars. You know, if I was offered a billion dollars to not do this show, I gotta say, I'd probably take it and just do a very similar show with a different name. But talk about buyer's remorse, right? You know, what kind of idiot billionaire would give me a billion dollars for something so petty like, ha ha ha, I offer you a billion dollars not to do something you love. You know, and then I just take it. It's like, damn. Maybe that, that was a, a poor use of my money. Because here he goes, making another podcast, and it sounds just like the old one. Anyway, we're going to circle back to this topic. Uh, we will be talking about uh, Roman numerals when we get back to it, so stick around. Jesus. Okay, uh, we've got to move on to a little thing I like to call the news. <laughs> Paleontologists around the world are all pissed off at the same man. This guy, Alan Dietrich. I assume that's how you say his name. It's uh, D-E-T-R-I-C-H. Detrich. I don't know. I'll call him Dietrich. Alan Dietrich. He, uh, he found the fossil remains of the only known baby T-Rex a few years back. And this month, he decided to cash in by selling the bones on eBay. 
And uh, scientists aren't too happy about it. The Society of Vertebrae Paleontology wrote a letter saying it was wrong to sell any kind of fossil to some rich douchebag and that we needed these fossils for research so that we could understand all the, the mysteries of planet Earth and her origins. So this guy, he found uh, these fossils in Montana in the year 2013. And that means that this is an American dinosaur, which also means that this baby T-Rex was likely a capitalist and would want to be sold on eBay. Right? Right? So, you know, he's not, he's not a monster. He, he loaned the bones to the University of Kansas Natural History Museum for a few years. But now he wants to cash in. You know, maybe he owes a lot of money to the Yakuza. He's got a website, uh, Dietrich Intelligent Designs, with the tagline, Spreading the Word About Jesus Through Art. And this is not the uh, first set of dino bones this guy's found. He actually created a nude sculpture of Jesus and made it out of fragments of uh, T-Rex bones. I assumed he, he just uh, crushed up a T-Rex skull and uh, just uh, mixed it with Play-Doh. I actually saw the, the sculpture, and when they say it's a nude sculpture of Jesus, they are not kidding. You see it all. Anyway, uh, the guy wants some cash, so he's asking for about $3 million on eBay. A little bit shy of $3 million. Sadly, nobody has bid on his dinosaur yet. I assume the scientific community is threatening to kill any bidders with uh, some sort of scientific method, you know? Some sort of chemical bomb. Gas. Science has uh, created some of the deadliest weapons on Earth. Have you guys heard of the, the atomic bomb? Killed millions of people. Millions of people. Just one bomb. Incredibly uh, terrifying. In other news... Chinese scientists are up to their old tricks again. The good old boys at the uh, Kunming, Kunming Institute of Zoology. Man, I am not saying that right. It's like I don't understand language. Let's try that again. The Kunming Institute of Zoology and the Chinese Academy of Sciences. They're playing God with monkey brains. And they're getting a little bit of help from uh, some good old boys from the USA, some researchers at the University of North Carolina. You know, it, it, it makes me feel good. It makes my heart feel warm to know that uh, uh, America and China can come together to play God. The uh, Chinese scientists, they wanted to know what would happen to a monkey if you gave him some human genes. And I'm not talking Levi's, folks. I'm not talking uh, denim. I'm talking about DNA. So they gave 11 monkeys the MCPH1 gene. We all know that gene. I think we all have it if we're human beings. So they, they uh, gave them this gene as a virus, and they implanted it in these monkeys while they're still embryos. And six of the monkeys died. But the five that lived developed more human-like traits. Little known fact, uh, a little bit of a side here. Uh, Mike actually went through a similar process as a baby. Mike, you are truly a testament to the wonders of science. Anyway, 
Some people think that these guys have gone too far. They're saying that it's wrong to mix human DNA with animals and then risk their lives. They're saying it's wrong to make Mike monkeys, right? They're saying now you've added the element of humanity into your test subjects, and that's wrong. But uh, these guys are determined. They're not giving up. And the five monkeys that lived showed improved short-term memory and reaction time compared to wild monkeys, according to the South China Morning Post. And Mike, I bet you didn't know that I could read Mandarin. There you go. That's proof right there. Now, the big takeaway here is that it's looking a lot like uh, the Planet of the Apes movies, the newer ones. They were actually pretty good. I don't know if you saw them, Mike. Uh, you don't really see a lot of movies, do you? Yeah, you never asked me. Yeah, uh, it looks a lot like, uh, I mean, from what I've seen, I, I was about to say it looks a lot like those Planet of the Apes movies, but to be honest, it just looks like monkeys. You know, they're all monkeys to me. But uh, the big takeaway is that they, they look like, it looks that, that just looks like the, the road we're going down, right? I saw, the, like, the first one. It's called Rise of the Planet of the Apes. And he just has a baby monkey that's exposed to, like, a, a gas that rapidly develops the monkey brain. Makes them more human-like. And that seems to be what we're doing. We seem to be creating monkeys with human intelligence. And we're also creating artificial intelligence at a pretty rapid rate. So it looks like... Regardless of what happens, scientists are hell-bent on killing off humanity one way or the other, right? It'll be super monkeys or terminators. Pick your poison. So, uh, that's your good news for the week. Anyway, guys, if you are just joining us, we are talking about this show's 30th anniversary, and now, Roman numerals. Roman numerals are what the Romans used as their numbers. That's what Roman numerals means. They like to use letters for numbers. They were silly like that. Mike, uh, did you ever learn Roman numerals in school? Most people know them from the Super Bowl. But because this is our 30th episode, this is actually Chris to Chris XXX. That's how the Romans would say 30. And X was 10. So there's three X's. There go. We are Chris to Chris triple X. So I wanted to make this a triple X themed episode. But I had to think, you know, hard about this. What exactly does that mean? How do you make a triple X themed episode of Chris to Chris? And I looked into it. And it turns out triple X has multiple meanings. It's uh, often used to identify a stupid movie starring Vin Diesel. But we don't have Vin Diesel as a guest here to defend himself. And uh, we're not going to dwell on that. I've actually seen very few Vin Diesel movies come to think of it. And I think I only saw one in theaters. It was called Find Me Guilty. And nobody saw that movie. And it was one of the few movies where he was really trying to be a real actor. Anyway, XXX is also a winning game of tic-tac-toe, I've learned. But it's also a very uninteresting thing to talk about on a podcast, so we're not going to dwell on that either. Triple X is uh, also used on Jugs of Moonshine, which I think is pretty cool, you know? Mike, maybe we should make an official Chris to Chris Moonshine, maybe? Actually, maybe I could pitch that on Shark Tank. Chris to Chris, get drunk. <laughs> That's just what it's going to be called. Chris to Chris, get drunk. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, let's see, what else here? Oh, we got one more thing. Uh, you know, Triple X is 
it's used for moonshine and tic-tac-toe and uh, Vin Diesel. But I guess what it's most commonly used for is a reference to pornography, you know? But it's just me and Mike here, though, so I don't think we're going to go too far down that road. Right, Mike? We're not, right? Jeez, I hope not. Anyway, triple X was used a lot back in the day to describe this sort of film, especially in the 70s when people would go to see X-rated movies. There's a guy running for uh, president in 2020. His name is John Hickenlooper. A few weeks back, I heard him tell a story about how he went to go see the movie Deep Throat in theaters with his mom. Him and his mom sitting in the theater the entire time. They didn't leave. They watched the entirety of Deep Throat together. So the next time you're feeling embarrassed in front of somebody, just remember, hey, at least I didn't go watch Deep Throat with my mom for an hour. So congratulations to the good folks at Chris to Chris for making it to... Uh, Triple X episodes. You guys are doing amazing work. We hope to see your show around for another billion more shows. Mike, you think you got another billion episodes left in you? Absolutely not. All right, Mike, uh, we got to move on to a little thing we like to call listener questions. We got some great questions this week. First question comes from uh, Yillian here. She says, who is the worst streamer on Twitch? I got an easy answer for that. Worst streamer on Twitch is bar none, up and loaded. That is our own Twitch account. And that is primarily because Twitch locked us out of our account and still won't give it back to us. I'm really, I'm really angry at Twitch. Really angry at Twitch, you know? I can't, how can I enjoy a Twitch if I can't be a Twitch? And I can't enjoy a free year of Nintendo Switch Online. <sighs> you know, I'm pissed, I'm pissed. I hate Twitch right now. Yulian asks another question. This is very uh, a very poignant question. She says, Why is your site called Up and Loaded? Is that a gun reference? Do you have a permit for that? Well, it, it's not a gun reference, but I think Up and Loaded would fit very well with a picture of an old guy in bed, maybe holding a shotgun. You know? <laughs> I'm Up and Loaded. It's called Up and Loaded because the ultimate idea of the site is to include work from many creators. You know, uploading gives you this feeling of success, and I, I want to steal some of that success from you. You know, I want to hop on that gravy train. Once you've created something, and you've put a lot of work into it, and you finally are done with it, and you upload it, regardless of whether or not it uh, really succeeds, that feeling is, uh, is what I, I chase. It's that endorphin or endorphin, I, I'm losing my ability to speak today, okay? Running out of language. But, uh, yeah, ultimately, the, the, the site has big, grand visions that I one day hope to exploit. Let's see here, we got, uh, got some more questions here. Uh, Ken asks, what are Mike's strengths? Great question. Mike can actually lift two bottles of gin at once, which is pretty impressive. And he can also uh, list over 10 reasons why he cannot hang out with you tonight. He could do that in less than a minute. Isn't that right, Mike? Yeah, that's right. Ah, what else we got here? Ken asks, where do you think Chris to Chris is headed in the next five years? Hmm, well, Mike, what was our five-year plan? I believe by year five, we plan to have at least four billion people listening to the show, right? I'm hoping we don't have more people listening to the show in year five because I don't think the show would be 
ready for that much success yet. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. But I don't want to be unrealistic with our expectations. I, I watched the show Silicon Valley, and there's an episode where they're talking about a, another company in Silicon Valley that uh, uh, failed, and it's because they grew too fast. I think half a billion in our first year, although having half a billion subscribers in our first year would put us well beyond any show in the history of mankind, right? There's no show, whether it be television, internet, radio, whatever it is, there's no show that's gotten half a billion people listening. But uh, I think uh, setting that goal for Chris to Chris is not unrealistic or ridiculous. So I, I think it's a, a conservative goal that we are still striving to keep before the end of the year. Let's see here. Ken asks one more question here. He says, uh, what does a typical day look like at the Chris to Chris studios? Very good question. Uh, I like to begin my day at the studio with a warm cup of coffee and classical music. You know, Mike and I will go for a five mile run at our gym, maybe a game of basketball if we still have energy. After that, we like to huddle up and tell each other what we're thankful for. And I know it's silly, but right before the show, we have this thing where we shout our goals as loud as we can, just as a feeling of release. I'll say something like, I want to be the greatest podcaster that ever lived. And Michael say, and I want to be his co-host. You know, then we'll just take five minutes to meditate in silence, be thankful right before the show starts. I'm just kidding. You know, usually I'll uh, have just gotten off work and I'll have to pick up Mike from his apartment because he's a cheap ass that won't spend any money on gas and he absolutely won't give you any money for gas. <sighs> he spends the entire ride just complaining about his day. The entire day. You know, nobody asked him. Mike, Mike doesn't talk at all practically during the show, but he won't shut up until the last second before the show. I usually have to cut out the first 30 seconds of Mike just talking. You know, as the intro's playing, the complicate your intro, Mike's talking throughout the entire thing. Bitch ass. Anyway, uh, thanks for the question. Devin asks, what is that big slab in my can of baked beans? That, my friend, is the queen bean. I learned that from a, a red cat named Stimpy. Queen bean is uh, the best bean in the can. Tastes delicious. Got a little bit of fat on it. A little bit of, little bit of meat on it. Pretty good stuff. Devin asks uh, one more pretty uh, poignant question. He says, have you ever had surgery? And uh, the answer to that is sort of, yeah. You know, I've never had anesthesia. I've had some wisdom teeth removed. They had to do stitches and everything. But... Uh, I don't really consider that surgery because it was, it was wisdom teeth and everybody gets their wisdom teeth removed. And it also makes you less wise, you know? They're called wisdom teeth, so I assume I got a little less wise that day. I still have two of my wisdom teeth. We'll see what happens. We'll, we'll, we'll follow up on that in the future. But I remember when I got those wisdom teeth removed, my face blew up. One side of my face just was swollen for, for days. Anyway, uh, the closest thing I've ever gotten to uh, surgery was during my uh, senior year of high school. And it all started in a little place that many future surgeries start, which is woodshop. You know, I, I uh, made a boomerang in woodshop. It wasn't super functional, but it looked pretty nice. It, 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 I could throw it really well. I just didn't want to come back so much because I used a fairly heavy wood. 
But uh, after my boomerang experiment, I decided to uh, create an ab roller. You know, ab rollers is just pretty much a wheel and a stick. I thought this would be easy. But uh, it, was, uh, it was a bad idea in retrospect. But here's what happened. When I was creating the wheel, I was using a thing called a drill press. If you don't know a drill press, it's just uh, exactly what it sounds like. It's a press. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to explain a drill press, I think, without using my hands. So just look at my hands right now. I'm uh, making a, a motion. It's a drill press, okay? I, I don't know how to explain it. Google it. <laughs> it's a drill press. But it has a, a piece on it. It's called a drill, drill bit. I'm losing my ability to function. I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to speak anymore today. Let me say this, okay? In Woodshop, I was using a drill press to make a hole in this piece of wood. And as the drill bit was going down to drill into this piece of wood, it got stuck. It got stuck. And what it, the reason it got stuck was because the drill bit, it turns out, was dull. And now, you know... It, I am the reason, I am the inspiration for a new rule at my high school's wood shop, which is, hey, we're going to start checking the drill bits to make sure they're sharp. Isn't it great when you can inspire a rule and all it caused was uh, weeks and months of pain? So here's what happened. Uh, the, the drill bit got stuck and the drill press itself was still twisting the drill bit, you know, and it snapped it. It broke the drill bit. And the drill bit hit my hand. And you know when something hits your hand or hits you, let's say your hand, something hits your hand, and you, you just kind of wave it like, ow, ow. And I did that. You know, I waved my hand. I was like, ow, that hurt. And then I looked at my hand. And I was looking at my bone. I was looking at my bone. And I will say this. My bone was white, shiny, and clean. It's like, I never brushed my bone a day in my life, and it looked like a baby's bone. I'll say that. It was, I mean, it wasn't the size of a baby's bone, but it was, it was beautifully clean, right? It was like fresh out the womb clean. But I was looking at my bone, so I realized I had a bit of a problem on my hands. So I walked up to the, the woodshop instructor, and I said, I can see my bone. Um, I think this is a problem. He sent me to the, uh, you know, he was panicked. He said, go, go. <laughs> you know, that, that, thinking in retrospect, that drill bit, it hit my hand. But it could have hit my throat or my eye, right? So it could have been worse. But, yeah, uh, long story longer, I, got, I was driven to the hospital by my panicked mom. And uh, I, I got to get stitches in my hand to... to cover up my exposed bone oh also it didn't just hit my my bone like it hit my knuckle around my where my knuckle area is but it also hit my thumb it shredded open my thumb the, the pad of my thumb you know where your thumbprint is and it destroyed my thumbnail so i got to get stitches in my thumb as well as where my knuckle was which was painful enough right and they had to do anesthesia right but i not anesthesia they had to do a, like a numbing numbing uh, like a novocaine sort of thing for your hand and they just stick it right to the source and guess how they inject it with a needle right just like you would when you're getting your wisdom teeth removed 
And that sucks. I'll tell you this. I will tell you this. And I'm sure this won't offend anybody, but that is worse than childbirth, you know? I have not given birth to a child, but I will say that your thumb and your fingers, I suppose, but your thumb is used to feel things. Like if you if you want to see, oh, what does that dog feel like? What does that carpet feel like? You touch it. And what do you touch it with? You're not rubbing the back of your hand to see what something feels like. You're rubbing it with your hand or your fingers and your, your thumbs. So what I'm saying is that there are a lot of nerves in your fingers and thumbs. They're used to feel things. Oh, that's hot. That's cold. So I was wide awake, senior in high school, and I'm getting needles stuck as deep as they possibly can. It felt like the needle went all the way to my thumb bone, actually. And then I was getting stitches. And I'm do this is all happening while I'm wide awake. Wide awake and just grimacing in pain. And to top it all off, they were using, like, the... the you ever seen the show Scrubs? It's the, the, the new doctors that are kind of doctors in training. They're like, hey, this is a... They, they bring one of the, the new doctors, the young doctors in. Hey, this will be fun for you. I'm just looking at that doctor like, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. You know. You know that this is... Like, maybe, like maybe the doctor didn't even want to do it himself. Like, God, that looks bad. Like, I, I don't want to. I don't want to mess with that. Let me get this uh, this new guy in here. He's got to earn his stripes. It took everything in my power not to use my good hand to suck that guy in the job. Long story, even longer. Uh, it still feels like I'm getting those stitches today. That's how long that process felt. So, yeah, that's my surgery story. Uh, I had stitches in my thumb and my hand and my finger, and I had to wear this thing over my hand for, it felt like a, a long time. And the worst, just the, the cherry on top, was that this all happened maybe uh, a week or two before the Nintendo DS came out in, uh, I think it was 2004, yeah. So I, I had that thing pre-ordered. I was looking forward to that thing. And so I got my Nintendo DS and I could barely even play it. For like the first month or two I had it. What a bitch. Anyway, thanks for the questions, guys. Uh, I really appreciate that. We're going to wrap this sucker up. It's been a hell of a 30th episode. And I hope it wasn't just hell. I hope it was a hell of a 30th episode. Uh, you know, I'm under a little bit of, a pre little bit of pressure this week. I, I had planned, normally this show is a, a, more of a, a tightly round ship, but I just feel like it's a more, more shit than ship today, and it's because my, my day's been thrown off. When I got to work today, they said, hey, Chris, uh, guess what? We need you to come in at 6 in the morning, which means I have to wake up at 5 in the morning. Normally, I, I come in like three and a half hours later than 6. And I record the show the night before, you know? I'm a, I'm a night owl. Did you know that there is a 5 in the morning? 5 is not just reserved for p.m. There's a 5 a.m. as well. It was shocking to me, too. But I have to wake up super early, and my brain and my body is not accustomed to that at all. So I have to rush through the recording of this show, through my process, through my meditation with Mike, so I'm a, I'm a bit 
I'm a bit uh, perturbed today. So we're going to wrap this show up. And I hope this Triple uh, X episode was triple exceptional for you. But uh, we have some poll results. Last week on our 29th episode, which I highly recommend you check out, along with the 28th, 27th, and so on. Uh, last week's poll, we asked, Apple TV or Disney Plus? What's the streaming service for you? 43% of you said Apple TV Plus, which is honestly pretty good. Uh, that was more than I expected. So uh, congratulations to Apple. You have been uh, uncanceled. 57% of you said uh, Disney Plus is the streaming service for me. So congratulations to Disney. You are just as rich as ever. Hell, Apple's, I think, the, one of the richest companies in the world, if not the richest company in the world. Are they beating Amazon? I think, I don't know. I can't tell. I know Jeff Bezos is the richest guy in the world. It's hard to tell, you know, with all these uh, billionaires out there. And here I am. Struggling just to get a, a billion people to listen. A humble billion listenership. Anyway, this week's poll, uh, we are asking, you know what I wrote here? I wrote Apple TV Plus or Disney Plus. I, I swear I had a poll. I, 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 I think I had a poll. You know what? Maybe it'll be a surprise. Maybe we'll ask uh, something about the Avengers since uh, that seems to be the hot topic this week. Yeah, uh, don't forget that whatever our poll is, It'll be on our Facebook page, which you can uh, like or follow. Uh, we are Up and Loaded, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D. -E We're also on Twitter and Instagram, Up and Loaded, on all of the above. You can subscribe to this show on uh, all those uh, iTunes and Google Podcasts that I mentioned earlier. You guys have been great. I, I want to really thank you guys for all of your participation and love. And uh, anybody else that you could possibly force to listen to this show. This has been episode triple X of Chris to Chris. Hey, guys. Enjoy your weekend, or else. <laughs>